With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome, everyone, to the RF Sports Radio Show. This is the RF Sports Radio Podcast. And tonight, we're going to be talking about everything going on in the Dallas Forward Metroplex, especially the Red Hot Texas Rangers, along with the Mavericks, who finally clinched a playoff spot tonight. My name is Royce Fisher. I'll be joined by my co-host, of course, Mr. Royce Fisher. Royce, how you doing tonight, man? Welcome to the program. Well, right now, how you doing? I'm doing great, man. Uh, celebrating the uh, Texas Rangers win, man. You come out on fire. They are on fire, and we didn't get a chance to talk about them the other night, but we got to talk about them tonight. You can't ignore the Rangers anymore. Absolutely. The Rangers are doing something that not too many teams do. Number one, going to back-to-back World Series, and now they come out in their third year trying to get a triple, uh, trying to go back again to the World Series, and now they start out the season 11-2. and two, So we'll talk about them and, of course, talk about the Mavericks as well, too. We want to remind everyone, if you listen to our show, you can always follow us online by going to www.rfsportsradio.com or follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash rfsportsradio. So let's start with the Rangers first, Royce. Let's talk a little bit about them. 11-2, and two, off to a great yeah, start. They get a big win tonight. They go in seven-game uh, seven win streak, and they have not lost a game on the road. They have the best record in the majors right now, Rodney. And you're absolutely right. Uh, they, they're playing great. They're off to a terrific start. Man, how long can they keep this up? Uh, are they going to get enough separation from everybody else where they can cruise in the latter half of the season? So we'll see. Well, tonight was a big game for the for the Rangers that wanted to, to continue their win streak. They went 10-3 to three over the, of the Detroit Tigers. But also a big game for Hugh Darvish, who was his third game pitching in the major leagues. And I think his best game so far, he goes six in the third tonight, uh, has five strikeouts, gave up five walks, but only two hits and one run. I mean, that, that's a huge deal for a guy that you spent all that money on the offseason to come in and perform like that. I thought was thought was excellent. Yeah, he did a great job tonight, Rodney. You know, like you said earlier, he pitched uh, six innings, which is as he's been so far, and the five walks, you know, I can understand it. But, you know, he had four walks in 13 innings, but that's not bad. But uh, he, he's pitching great. All we need him to do is continue to do what he's doing, uh, pitch a pretty good game. But on the opposite side, we got the, the bats and the guys to, you know, to, to finish the game. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you talk about the bats, you look at a guy like Josh Hamilton, who's people are already saying is having an MVP-type season. Uh, Napoli has really put it on as of late. The Rangers so far this season, Royce, you look at the two losses that they have, you can really say they could be undefeated because they two losses that they have, one against the White Sox, the other against the Mariners. You know, they lost to the White Sox 3-4. They lost to the Mariners 3-4. Right. And you can easily make the case that, you know what, it could have been just pitching. You know, the closer, of course, the new closer that we had, Mike Adams, came in there, right. didn't really get the job done. I'm sorry, not Mike Adams, but the new closer that we do have, 
uh, Joe Nathan came in, gave up those two games. But if it wasn't for that, the Rangers could be undefeated right now. Yeah, and you're absolutely right, Rodney. But, you know, you got to be happy with this 11-2 start. Uh, you know, no, of course, we're now with the long season. No team's going to go undefeated. But to start, we know, 13 games to be 11-2 at this point. You got to be happy. You got to be happy with the pitching so far. And you have to be exceptionally happy with these guys. These guys play hard. That's what I like about this Rangers. You know, and you had mentioned earlier to me before we got on the show what I like about this team. Right. If you want to talk about that, we can go into that because yeah, let's go. What, what do you like about this team? Okay. One thing I've noticed so far this season, when they're scored upon, they fight right back. I mean, you know, if somebody get a one run, two hundred, the Rangers bounce right back. That's something they didn't do last year. You know, it took them a while. It may have been the ninth inning, or uh, even a lot of games they lost because they couldn't come back. They play right. hard and, and they hustle on bases. Both offensively and defensively, they slide. I see guys slide to make double plays, man. And you know what the most important thing? They're patient enough to take walks. They're not swinging wild pitches. And they put men on bases with hits and without hits. So, you know, you got to be happy about that. And that's what I like about this team. They play hard. You know, you can you can look at you know the teams that they played so far. They played the White Sox, the Mariners, the Twins. Well, the Twins have had a decent season up until this point. They beat the Red Sox in two straight games. They put up 18 runs on the Red Sox in a game that I, I I won't forget. I mean, they hit the hit the cover off the ball the entire game. You had Josh Hamilton hit a 496 foot home run on Tuesday night. Yeah, 28 and, points in, in two games. Yeah, exactly. And the thing, the thing is, everybody thought the Tigers game, the Tigers series, would be the real true test for this team because the Tigers, right. of course, have a great lineup. They did everything they could to build right. the lineup up from Prince Fielder to everyone else that they added, and yet they come out here in the first game and win it 10-3. to Yeah, and uh, another thing I, I touched upon, they had, they had four stolen bases all season. They had four stolen bases. Tonight, man, you know, I know, and, and right. that, that that's great. You know, we that that that's all around great game. When you steal bases, excellent pitches from Darvis, guys hitting the bats, great defense, guys making double plays, guys stealing, you know, sliding the bases. You know, and, and with the talent they have, uh, I mean, they they put it all together right now, and I like to see that early. You know, they always make a late surge run. For years, we've seen that with this team. But to start out like this, man, I mean, you can't expect but great things out of this team all season. Well, let me ask you from this point on. I mean, you look at this team. They've been putting up a lot of runs. They've been pitching great. They're not giving up a lot of runs. The defense has increased, as you mentioned before, especially on the infield. But let me ask you, in your opinion, has it been the pitching has been the biggest difference for this 11-2 starter? Has it been the hitting? I think it's been a combination of both, more so the hitting than than anything. You know, they they still have the regular crew, Napoli, Cruz, Michael Young. You know, and all these, you know, Napoli had a ridiculous week, man. You know, and that's one thing about this team. It's not no one guy. It's a team effort, and everybody steps up. You don't know who's going to step up. I've seen Mm -hmm. Cruz. You know, we've seen this whole team. At least somebody stepped up. And, and when they all step up at the same time, you get 28 points in two games. 
That's huge for the Rangers. You know, if, if I look at it on my end, I, I think to me it's really been about the pitching. And, and the reason why I say this is because the, the way the pitching has gone for this team, you know, and we always – every time we talk about the Rangers, we know they can hit. Last right. year they did catch lightning in the bottom with the pitching that they had. They had some big players, times players step up. Even the year before that, they had some great pitching going on. But this is kind of like the staff that the Rangers have groomed and told us that we're going to have and it's going to be our future. When you talk about guys like uh, Neftali Feliz, who's now 1-0, and right. and got a 2.25 right. ERA, you know. When you talk about Hugh Darvish, bringing him in, the, the highest, the, the pitcher that everybody wanted this right. year, you know, you missed last year on Cliff Lee. And then you come right. back and get the most sought-out pitcher that, you know, has, has come up here from the Japanese league. And you Darvish, he's 2-0 with a 3.57 ERA. That's not bad for a guy that's playing, you know, major league ball for the first time. So, to me, you look at the pitching, the pitching's on point. None of the Ranger pitchers have a loss. None of them. That, that, All that's the Rangers, true. None of the Rangers pitchers have a loss. Only Joe Nathan, of course, the two losses for the uh, two blown saves. And if you look at the last two years, you're absolutely right. You got to give credit to the pitchers. They they got better each year. Like I said, they had Cliff Lee last year. You know, and 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 that, what's the word about it? two years? They had two great pitchers to leave, and they you know by getting Darvis this year really pushed them back to where they were the last two years to go to the playoffs. And uh, you can't win a championship without great pitching. You can't have a great yeah. team without great pitching. So I will give him credit for that. And you got to give Ron Washington credit, man. This guy, he knows exactly what he's doing. And mm-hmm. I heard a guy ask him, you know, how do you feel about the Tiger series? He said, you look down at my legs. He said, why am I looking at your legs? He said, I'm not shaking. So really, right. they're not afraid <laughs> of anybody. They've been at the big stage before. You know, they know what's going on. And, uh, you know, they know how hard it is to get back. They feel like they let themselves down the last two years and the fans down the last two years. And I think they're more de- more determined this year to show that they can win a championship, and they are a championship team. You know what's funny is, man, you've talked about for the last two years that the job that Ron Washington has done, and he's brought a team to two back-to-back World Series, and yet he has yet to win the manager of the year since he's taken over right. for the Rangers. Yeah, that, I don't understand he was, that. What, what is the I, whole I, deal I I think he has an axe to grind, too. Like I said, these guys are disappointed. They feel, you know, and Ron, he's got to be disappointed, you know, not having won that and, 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 and the job he's done. But, uh, you know, not only do they have a great team right now, I, there are rumors floating around that they have guys on the farm league, man, that are just as good as some of the guys playing. So I look for them to be good for years to come. you got to give the organization and Ron Washington credit for all that and keeping this team intact, uh, uh, you know, the, losing pitchers, coming back, getting Darvish's acquisition. I mean, that's big. That really is big. So you got to give Ron Washington a lot of credit. And, you know, we didn't mention that we were talking about why this team's so good. So that's got right. to be the other reason why they're so good. Good management. Good, great, man. Before we get into the uh, hitting for the Rangers, you look at the pitching, the best pitcher they got right now, Matt Harrison, the guy they put a lot on his shoulders to really come out here and have a great season. Wanted him to be that ace type of pitcher for them. He's got two wins and a .64 ERA right now after playing in two games. That's yeah. huge for them, only giving up 11 hits. 
you look at the hitting, yeah. you look at the bats for the Rangers, and the bats are doing exactly what they need to do. Ian Kinsler, after getting that big deal for the Rangers, has really been producing for them. He's got a three point three two one uh batting average. He's batted in uh he's had seventeen hits, fifteen runs, and also has uh nine RBI. So Ian Kinsler again stepped up a lot early and, and the knock on him has always been can the guy stay healthy? Can he do this throughout the entire season where well, he's off to a hot start? But no one is hotter right now than Josh Hamilton. He right. is leading the league right now as far as one of the hottest hitters in the MLB, he's averaging a point four two six. He's got twelve RBIs, five home runs, and of course twenty three hits. And we only played in thirteen games so far. And you're right. And maybe he needs to play baseball all year because we know what happened to him in the off season. But Josh Hamilton has been playing great. Uh, he looks more committed now. Uh, I know he got. I think he has all this trouble behind him. I think the monkeys found out his back. And and you're right, they are playing great. But uh, the, the the bats are hot. Everything looks good. Matt Harrison, you know, I have a lot of confidence in him. He has a start tomorrow. But you're right, this pitching has been great. Uh, can they stay this way? Can the guys stay healthy? You know, and that's the main concern. It is early in the season. You know, I hope we're not jumping the gun here. But uh, 13 games at 11 and 2. You know, you have to pay attention to him. Now, the speculation, of course, that Josh Hamilton is playing so well right now because he does want a contract. He's playing in, to try to get a big-time contract. They figure he's going to get that big $200 million contract that they passed out over the offseason before the season right. started. So let me ask you, though, you know, I know we're taking advantage of him playing for that contract. So if you're the Rangers, do you just sit back and say, you know what, let's wait to the end and see what happens here? and then run the risk of maybe losing him at the end of the offseason? Or do you think they can trust him enough to put everything behind him now he's back on the field and his product, his production is doing what he's doing right now? I, I think that all falls up on Josh Hamilton. Can he sustain what he's doing? Can he refrain from what he used to do? And if he minds his P's and Q's and continue on this road he's playing right now, I see no reason why not to reward the guy. You know, he, 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 as far as I'm concerned, he could retire Ranger. Well, that's saying a lot, you know. It's, right. He, but he, like I can say, I think, up to, season, I, I think there's no I, reason why right. you shouldn't. I, but I think it's up to him. You, you understand what I'm saying when I say I think it's up to him? Because we know he had, he had a relapse over the summer. Uh, and can he maintain his sobriety? Can he continue to get better? Can he stay healthy? You know, uh, I, I know he had to watch these guys getting these $200 million contracts all summer long and, and had to think, well, you know, why not me? So he's been producing so far this year. Now, as of right now, I say give it to him. Yeah, you can definitely. I, I say that if he if he can keep it up and stay healthy all season, I think you do got to award this guy. Let me ask you before we move on to the Mavericks. You look at this team and what they're able to do. I know it's been only 13 games, and we know baseball is a long, long, long season. But right. do you think this is a better team than what they've had the two previous years? Uh, man, that's <laughs> you had to hit me with that question. Uh, it's too early to tell, but from what I can see, uh, they're headed in the same direction. I think they have a better record, but can they win a championship? 
I think this is a much better team than what we had the last two years. I think the pitching's a lot better, especially if the Tyler Feliz can stay as a as a starter. You got Ogando, of course, as being your probably your best uh, relief guy. And if Joe Nathan can step in and do the closing role and close well, this is this may be the best team that Ron Washington has had, and it could go back to a third world series with even better chance to win it all. Yeah, you know, yeah, I guess you could say that. I can't help but agree with what you're saying. But uh, we we've seen this team start out great before, and we've seen them falter. So I, I'm gonna reserve my judgment until about All Star break. Uh, if it, they continue on the streak, they can't help but go back. But I'm gonna reserve that to All Star break. Yeah, it's probably a good time to to look at it. But the Rangers are off to a hot start, and again, you can follow all the Rangers action by going to our website rfsportsradio.com or following us on Twitter at twitter.com slash rfsportsradio. Let's jump into the Mavericks who tonight as we do this recording of the broadcast have clinched a playoff spot due to the fact that Houston lost tonight to the New Orleans Hornets. Last night we were at the Mavericks game where the Mavericks took on the Houston Rockets, a game that they won, a game they had to come from behind and win. Let me get your thoughts first of all on last night's game. We know they had the two different overtime games before that against L.A., against Utah. Utah, of course, a triple overtime game. We talked about that on Tuesday. Now they go back home. They play a Houston team that's fighting for their lives, trying to get a playoff spot, has lost four in a row. And they came out real flat during the first half, but in the right, second half right. they poured it on, especially in that third quarter. I mean, you know, Dirk, quarter. Yeah, yeah, Dirk Nowitzki, and it's, especially Dirk, should have been tired after playing 96 minutes in overtime. And to lose, I think he was tired of that. But you know, once again, as we saw in the playoffs, late, you know, in the in the game, who do we go to? But nobody other than Dirk, and that's when we needed him most. First half, he stated he was a step slow. He said, then he got going. Then he said, guys uh, kept giving him the ball, kept looking for him. But in the second half, you know, he had he had some good looks. And Dirk's been fighting through a lot. To, you know, guys are double teaming him. But he scored 31 points uh, in the first, second half and 21 in the fourth quarter. So I, I think Dirk just put his team on his back and carried them all the way to, to a win. Now, you were kind of critical of Dirk on Tuesday. You know, you wanted to know how Dirk is going to respond. Is he going to take the team on his back? You, you were pretty critical about him on Tuesday. So now if you saw what you saw last night, are you back on board with him? I've always been on board. They wouldn't have the season now if it wasn't for Dirk. So, you know, Dirk has been by far one of the most consistent players, I could say, on this team this year. I think the biggest surprise for me, too, had to be Vince Carter last night having his season high 23 points in only 30 minutes. His previous high was only 21. He did that on two occasions previously before with the Mavericks. He's starting to play well, and I think, him playing well is that he's realizing that, you know what, we're now getting ready for the playoffs. Now I'm ready to turn it on. I've been kind of coasting throughout this season. Now I'm going to go ahead and go out loud because it seems like I get that feeling with him for some reason. Yeah, I, I, I think he's starting to fall into the role. I think he finally realized what his role is because, you know, when he first got here, it, 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 it was all about Lamar Odom, and basically he was ignored. 
Uh, when Kid got hurt, he became more of a starter. Starter, his role was more defined. But now I think, you know, they, they're in the playoff. You know, it's probably his last run at a championship. And, and what better team to be with than the Mavericks, the, the, the champions now? But uh, it's something Delonte West said last night. He said, it's not how you start, because you were talking about the slow start. He says how you finish. And, and that's exactly right. The last two games in overtime, they didn't finish. They started great. They stayed in the game. They didn't finish. Last night, I saw a different Maverick team. And, you know, even Coach Carlisle in the interview room was to, was giving kudos to Jason Kidd, you know, played a great t- game. Vince Carter, you know, and, and I think Vince has finally found his role on this team. He's been playing better the last couple of games. Yeah, I thought he had some strong comments about Vince Carter saying it was his most important game of the season. And uh, also I thought he had some good comments about Jason Kidd, too. You know, he started right. at the press conference yesterday saying, you know what, guys, I need to be really focusing on Kidd. You know, Kidd's doing something right. that we may not see ever again in, in the NBA, the fact that at this age he's playing at such a high level and playing a bunch of minutes, played 34, uh, th- almost 35 minutes last night. Right, Previously right. Previously, he played over 40 minutes and still right. put up 12 points after going four for seven from the three-point line. And, and, and Rodney, not only that, they're playing better as a team. It, they got 50 points from the bench last night. I, I thought that was something that they're going to need to win championship. What got them over to the championship last year, the bench is starting to play better, you know, uh, uh, Brandon Wright's getting more minutes. Uh, Roddy came in. He didn't play a lot of minutes, but his contribution. You know, and we even seen Brian Cardinal come off the bench. You know, the last guy on the bench come in and contribute. It may not be in points, but it's in the intangibles, the rebounds. You know, I saw Roddy go up at least four times. Uh, do you have a stat sheet right there? How many rebounds did Roddy B get? Roddy actually had uh, four rebounds in only four nine minutes. Four rebounds, you know, and, and, and nine minutes, that, that's big, you know. And it's a little thing that they're starting to do that, you know, it, it looks like it's finally kicked in that's making them better. And, you know, we already have one of the best defenders, you know, in the league right now, and he's up for best defender. That's Sean Marion. And uh, now, I was do you surprised. Think, do you think there's anything? You think that I know everyone was poking and prodding at Rick Carlisle and the players too, or trying to figure out why Sean Marion's not playing in the end of these games. You know, even I was critical of Carlisle not letting them play right. in the triple overtime game towards the end. Right. right. And it, trying to make it into well, why is he not playing towards the end of the game? Even in the Lakers game, when he asked him about that, and the Utah game for that matter, he said, "Hey, it's the coach's decision." Sean Marion tried to downplay that a little bit yesterday in the locker room, but do you think there's anything to that? Is there something they call out no. trying to teach him? Or, because he is their best defender. He's not on the court, you know, in the end of the fourth quarter when the game is on the line. You know, Carlisle said something last night in the press conference, and it really kicked in to me. He said it's not about minutes. It's not about who's in the game. It's about matchups. You know, and I did ask him about Brian Wright playing 20 minutes last night. He said, Brandon Wright, I'm sorry. He said he didn't, and I, and I question why he didn't have him in the fourth quarter. He said because of the big lineup of Utah. And, and, you know, and that's one thing that, you know, we do give Carlisle a lot of credit, and I respect the man's decision a lot. I question him a lot, too. But after I heard him say that, you know, that's the point we have to look at different. 
it, it, you know, the playoffs is like a chess game. It's about matchups. And, you know, if, if, if they're big, we've seen them play small ball. We've seen them play big ball. We've seen them keep the second unit in there longer than they should have. We've seen guys that should be in game that we think should be in game that's not in game. But Carl, you know, I trust him. He knows what he's doing. And I think a lot of it has to do with matchups. And you do have to say these guys for the playoffs. We've been seeing that with every team. Guys sitting out games, you know, uh, starters not playing. So I I, 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 I trust that Carlisle knows what he's doing. You know, I I stopped questioning him last year, you know, because I think he did a terrific job. And if he can pull this off this year, he will be my choice for coach of the year. But you know what else I you know what else though is I understand that and, and I said at the beginning of the season after the Mavs won a championship I won't go question right. Carl right. like we but, did all season long. But you do sometimes. But I have to though, because this is your best defender that you have and when you're in games that you have to win, last night was a must win game for them. After yeah. losing, that, that Utah game was a must win game for them. Yeah, and which they could have possibly won. In there to try to, you know, you don't put your best defender in there to try to to try to you know slow them down or slow the offense down. I, you know, I I don't know if Carlisle's, you know, I guess he's that smart to know not to have him in there, and but it just doesn't seem right to have your best defender on the bench, you know, when the game is yeah. on the line like that. Yeah, and like I said, we do this every year, Justin. We question Carlisle. And then after last year, I think everybody gave in and knows what he's doing. But he's the same Rick Carlisle he was last year. We just have to have faith in it. And, uh, you know, this this has been a weird season. And uh, the thing right now is, and everybody's playing for, is to get in the playoffs. Yeah, we're there in once now. you get in the playoffs, right, we're there in now. So he did his job. With, with all the distractions, the, the injuries, the weirdness of this whole year, he still managed to get this team to the playoffs. You know, there are only eight seeds in each division, so, I mean, there are a lot of teams that didn't make the playoffs. So, sure. for them to get there, and once you're in the playoffs, everybody's even. So, I mean, no matter who has the best record, doesn't matter who won so many games, everybody's even when the playoffs start. Yeah, you can definitely say that. The Mavericks now, uh, they, they basically clinched the playoff spot. Right now, as of right now, they're in the sixth spot. They were in the seventh spot last night. They're in the sixth spot now. Denver and Utah at seven and eight. Denver actually has uh, only a half game behind Dallas. So Dallas can right. still either finish in the sixth spot or the right. seventh spot based on what happens, especially tomorrow night when they play the other right. Western Conference team and the Golden State Warriors here in Dallas. A game will be at. So now Dallas has to look at it like this. You know, it's not a must-win game for them, but it's a game based on position. We heard Jason right, Terry right, last night. Right. Jason Terry last night said, you know, I don't care if we finish in six, seven, doesn't even matter to me. Right. But if you finish in six right now, you're going to be playing the uh, L.A. Lakers. If you finish in seven, you're going to be right. playing Oklahoma City Thunder or maybe even right. San Antonio Spurs. So and that's the bad thing about the, that. That's the bad thing about the position and. Uh, Oklahoma has played so great, and San Antonio has played so great this year. There's no way you're going to kiss them. But to have to play one of these guys in the first round, you know, that's the hard part. That That's the team you want to meet in the second round. Just, just so having it falls like that. But if you look at it, somebody's going to play Oklahoma City. 
Somebody's sure. going to play San Antonio. And we've seen this before in the playoffs where eight seed has taken out the number one seed. So and it goes back to what I'm saying. It doesn't matter which way you finish. Just so happened Oklahoma and San Antonio played great this year. The Mavericks did. And then you got to look back at the experiment that they tried that didn't work. They were counting on help from Lamar Odom. Had they got the sixth man of the year, Lamar Odom, this team probably would have won more games. They'd probably True. be in a better record. They'd probably be in a better position. We'll be talking about how better this, you know, how better this team. Of course, now that didn't work. I think it went on a little bit too long. You know, something they tried to do, they tried to fill holes that were left. But I, I give credit to Delonte West for coming in and doing a great job. Uh, Vince Carter now is starting to play better. So we do have two guys. And then you do have guys left over from a championship team. So these That's guys are, are playoff proven. They, they they got bell scars, you know, and, and everybody on that team has been in a playoff game or has went to the playoffs. You know, my everybody. dream situation my dream situation for the Mavericks right now, if they go ahead and make the decision, you know what position does matter to us, who we play in the first round is gonna matter. My my dream situation, you look at the Clippers right now, tonight they're playing the Phoenix Suns. Right. Suns are half a game out of the playoffs. They win tonight. They even up with Utah with a chance to get that eighth and final spot. If the right. Clippers are able to beat the Phoenix Suns, they are going to be right there in position to take that third spot for the Lakers. If the Lakers lose, they'll continue to lose. Well, and then be great. the Lakers, the Lakers can move to four. The Clippers can move to three. Dallas can stay at six. And then you play the Clippers in the first round instead of playing the Lakers. I like that matchup a lot better. Oh, of course. That's, you know, I would much rather see it play the Clippers. At one point, it was lined up where they would play the Clippers. Now, right. if that falls, I, I give Dallas a great chance for winning the Western Conference, you know, because somebody would have, Denver, or whoever plays Denver, or even the AC, you know, you're going to take a little beat in the playoffs. is totally different from regular season. You know, these guys take flagrant fouls. You know, I mean, they, 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 they nothing's easy, you know, and teams do get beat up. When you get in that second round, you know, you got some battle scars. So yeah. that would be great for the Mavericks to, you know, have to play the Clippers the first round. Of course, now they may get wounded, but I think they have a better chance of beating the Clippers than they would the Lakers of Oklahoma City or San Antonio. The thing about the Lakers, too, they have a tough road ahead. They won last night big over the Golden State Warriors, but on Friday night, tomorrow night, they actually have to play the San Antonio Spurs tomorrow night. And then Sunday they played Oklahoma City Thunder. Right. So they could lose. You know, they could easily lose out, and then Clippers could take that sixth spot. I mean, that third spot, and we could end up playing the Clippers in the first round. I think that's the, I think that's the best situation for the Mavericks to really wish for. Right. And plus, Kobe, when he does come back, say if he does play, he, he's going to be a little rusty. It's, it's going to take him a while to get going. I, not, not as much as other good players, but, you know, he had played in six games. I mean, he's got to be a little bit. You know, that takes a little adjustment. But before we get out of here, and go ahead and let you guys get on. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Roy. And, and, and plus, how long? And I said this last show, and you're gonna dispute me on this. How long can Andrew Bottom and Parker Sauer carry without Kobe? There you go. It, I'm it, telling it, you, man. Right. 
We don't want to get into that because, you know, that's a long discussion with me. I, like well, you say, you think I'm a Laker fan, but I'm not. I just know basketball. That's all. Well, I'm just saying, can they carry this team? But I, I mean, through those two games, if Kobe's not there, you think they could beat Oklahoma, Oklahoma City with Kobe not there? I think Kobe's going to play Friday. I think he'll play Friday. I think he'll play Sunday, too. I mean, okay. at this point, you want to maintain that first position in the Pacific Division. So he's gonna. I think he's gonna play both of those games because that's important for them to win these games too. Yeah, you're right, but we don't know. Okay, I'm gonna let that go. We'll see. But anyway, the playoffs are about to begin. I'm getting excited, man. We could go on talking about this all night long. Uh, starting next week, we'll know what's what, who plays who, and uh, what chances do you give the Mavericks? Uh, I think I need to find out first who they're playing. Be honest, like, I mean, because this year is such a, a different year being a short season. They made so many roster moves and roster changes, and it really, like you said, it's about matchups. I got to see who's going to be matched up against. Be honest with you to see what chance they really have. They've struggled with some teams, and those teams they struggled against, they're going to have to face them one time or another in the playoffs when they get started. Like you said, next week we'll spend a lot more time talking about the NBA playoffs because the schedule will be – Somewhat said, we're also getting to the NFL draft on Tuesday. Don't miss our NFL draft podcast on Tuesday. All you have to do is go to rfsportsradio.com for more information about that or follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash rfsportsradio. Before we go tonight, let's jump into a couple of top stories that are breaking right now. Of course, the Heat get a win tonight, finally beating Chicago without Derrick Rose. Let's just say that first. Miami, 83-72 over the Chicago Bulls. Trying to get that number one seed, they're only one and a half games out. Trying to make a late push, maybe going going to the playoffs a little hot. Does this mean anything? I mean, because it is still the regular season, and the Bulls have dominated them this season so far. I tell you what, right now, watch this game. It was this was much like a playoff game. I think they had technical fouls, they had uh, uh, two flagrant fouls, first and second. I mean, these guys were battling, man. This was a battle. Uh, I, I think it really is important. Uh, uh, Miami has won the last three games going in. Chicago is limping in without Derrick Rose. Uh, I think it's important for Chicago to get that number one spot. Of course, now I think the tables will turn. If Miami got it, that would give them confidence. But uh, who knows? We'll see. We're looking at the same thing in the West with uh, – Oklahoma City and San Antonio. I don't think this really means too much because I think the playoffs are going to be really what matters. If you want to look at it and try to take this as anything that applies to the playoffs, you can easily say that the the Bulls have won three games to one over the Miami Heat. So you can look at it that way, too. And even without Rose, they've been able to win. But it was a very chippy game. And it's a game that the Bulls are going to remember. When they face from the playoffs, I guarantee you they will remember this game. Okay, and another question. Do you think it's important for Oklahoma City to grab that number one spot for the ego or uh, image, I mean, uh, boost the confidence of these guys? I think I think it is because they don't have it right now. I mean, they're number two right now, and they're close to getting it. I think Oklahoma City, they want to go into the playoffs hot. And if you're going right. to go in there hot, you want to go after that number one seed. So I right. think since they don't have it, they'll continue to play well. They continue to get hot. I don't think they're going to be resting, guys. I think they'll go in there as hot as they can and try to take their number one speed. They're only, they're only a half game out of number one right now. 
And plus, they've been number one all year. Right. You know, they, they've they been the number one team all year. And for them to uh, not be number one at the end of the year, it, it's got to be somewhat of a letdown. Other news in the NBA, Dwight Howard has decided to go ahead and have season-ending surgery right before the playoffs. Right after him and Stan Van Gundy have a showdown in front of all the cameras and the media, right be- right after he agreed to stay there for another year and not take a trade or demand for a trade, trying to be a good guy, all of a sudden this guy takes season-ending surgery. Well, what is this he supposed to do, right? This story gets I mean, stranger and stranger as it goes on. What is he supposed to do, play with a bad back and injure it more and end up not starting out next season? That, that season is practically over with anyway. Uh, I mean, but they're in the playoffs, they, though. They, they, they're they in the playoffs. Yeah, but Rodney, if it's serious enough for surgery, well, you know, why are you going to prolong it? I mean, he he's fighting for a contract, too. Am I, am I right? Are you more worried about the team or yourself at this point? Well, that's a good question. What should he be more worried about? Should he be worried about the team or should he be worried about himself? I mean, you stayed right. there to stay with that team. If you were worried about yourself, you you would have, you know, tried to push for a trade and try to get out of there. But we don't know the citizens of it, and I don't know the details of it. But if, 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 if uh, you know, it's a doctor's call. You know, and they tell you, well, you need to have surgery right away. You don't need to put this off. I, I don't know the story surrounding that, but I know that's how it works. If a doctor tells you you need to go ahead and have your surgery now, you, you can't go to a playoff and put it off. It's a herniated disc that he's had for quite some time. It gave him some trouble. Yeah, but it could be inflamed. He's to go and have surgery. Could be inflamed. It could have got worse. I, you know, we all don't know the details, but I, I'm pretty sure doctors have consulted with him. He has consulted with doctors. So, uh, who am I to question whether or not he should have surgery now or after off season? I don't know the conversation he had with his doctors. I don't know the, you know, severity of the injury. Yeah. So who knows? Who knows? Who knows what this guy? This guy is taking such a. We had to get on the and we, we knew all along PR here right now. I thought LeBron, I thought LeBron did the worst job of PR when he made that whole decision thing. Dwight Howard's got to be a close second the way he's handling this situation in Orlando because he, he's not building any fans. He's not building any fans. Are you surprised? How many years have they talked about Van Gundy being gone? How many years have they made it to the playoffs? And, and so I'm not talking about Van Gunn. It's not about Van Gunn. It's about the White House. You related to two? How many? I mean, the White House has showed up in, in every playoff game since he's been in Orlando. The one guy that has missed less games than anybody in the NBA, and the guy gets hurt, and you want to throw him under the bus. That's not. I mean, you want to throw him under the bus. I just don't like, like the time enough. The time is a herniated disc. We don't know if, if it's aggravated, if it's inflamed. We don't know. So why would you want a guy that, that can't play, that's going to be no help to the team, that's detrimental to the team? I'd rather have a healthy guy there than a guy that's not healthy. I just, I just for some reason, just the timing of it all just is no, bothering me. But again, there'll be more of that story, of course, to come. 
In other basketball news, real quick, SMU did confirm Larry Brown as a new head coach. I think we both agree this is a great move for SMU and hope to bring some more talent to stay. Great move, SMU. Yeah, so congratulations to SMU on that. Uh, also, Penn State has decided to pay Paternos to stay $5.5 million to settle, you know, the money that they owed him based on this contract. And they're going to pay the pay the state $5.5 million. Wow. Well, $5.5 Well, the guy did give his life to the school. I mean, he's been, he was there forever. Uh, what other yeah. coach had had, had had a longer tenure than Big Paterno? And, of course, guys, do not forget that next week we'll be talking a lot about the NFL draft on Tuesday night. We're going to be taping that show at 10.30 p.m. Go to rfsportsradio.com to find out how you can get involved with the show. You can give us a call. You can ask us questions. And get involved in, in the debate with us. Again, this is Sports Talk from a fan's perspective. Before we go, we already know the number one pick is going to be the Indianapolis coach, GM Ryan Grigson, has decided to go ahead and inform Andrew Luck that he will be the number one pick in the draft. Now that's going to allow them to go ahead and make negotiations with Andrew Luck to get him signed as quick as possible. And also, the Washington Redskins, upon hearing that news, has decided to go ahead and get in contact with RG3 to get his contract done as quick as possible as well, too. So we already know what the first two picks are going to be. Well, you'd be a fool not to take either one of them. Don't you agree? Yeah, I agree. I agree. But we'll debate on Tuesday whether we think that the Colts are making the right move by going with Andrew Luck instead of RG3 first. So we'll talk about that on Tuesday night. Until then, we thank everyone for joining us. Make sure you go back and download all of our shows on iTunes or go to rfsportsradio.com to download the show. Follow us on Twitter. Send us your messages at twitter.com slash rfsportsradio or drop us an email at rfsportsradio at gmail.com. My name is Rodney, and for me and Royce, we will see you guys on Tuesday night on rfsportsradio.com. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in business into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu.